It's certain songs that make me want to rap, but I promise you I'll never do it on here. <laughs> All you going to do is see me talking junk and drinking beer. I'm not going to rap on here. No, I'm not. Uh, but, man, it's Sunday night. It's Sunday night, and I'm feeling right. So, hey, 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 it's the B. Baby, and I'm back. We rolling, big baby. Hold up, big baby. Hold up, big baby. I said I'm back. We rolling, big baby. Man, I got a full show for y'all today, man. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, man. I'm going to open up with a Karen. Well, I'm going to open up with something else. I got a Karen story for y'all. Uh, I'm going to talk about why people want to be racist. Because... I just don't understand it for the life of me. I don't. Uh, we're going to talk about the government getting too big, what you're hiding for. Uh, some Meg and Tori continued some nonsense by Nikki. Then we're going to go to the gram and have a little bit of fun. But, man, look, here. let me just open up with this. I get tired of getting on social media and seeing people, like, talking crazy about their hometown. You know what I mean? Like, don't nobody love me. Everybody hate me. Smile in my face. All, of the, all the time they want to take my place, backstab us. Bro, that's life for one. All right, and it's not it's not just your hometown where people are acting like that. I've lived in a lot of cities, and I don't feel like counting them out. But guess what? In each and every city that I've lived in, I've dealt with the same type of BS that I've dealt with from people back home. It's not home. It's life. Here's what you need to do. Grow your brain, maybe move out of your hometown for a little while and have an experience that is different from what you're living. And then you'll find out this stuff that you think is just just uh, just part of your small hometown. No, bro, that's everywhere. People hate everywhere. People are fake everywhere. Guess what? I'm fake, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see people. I dap them up. I'll be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, bro, it's good to see you. Bro, it don't be good to see you. It don't be good at all. I just see you. And I just say that just to get you the hell out of my face. You do the same thing to me. It's okay. <laughs> Bro, that's life. So, and, and, and also, man, the energy that you give people is the energy that you get back. So if you are constantly getting negative stuff from people, take a look at yourself and see how you're treating people. Because I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm not nice to people. If you know me, you know that. I, I'm nice to my people, my friends. Um, I'm nice to pretty women. Um, <sighs> that's about it. Friends, family. Yeah. So when I know that I can't be mad when people don't rock with me the way I might want them, say I want them to. I can't be like, hey, bro, I don't really like you. I don't talk to you. I don't have anything good to say about you, but uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Listen to my podcast. Huh? Do what? How that work? It don't. So stop, man. Stop thinking that the world is so big, or the world is so small that you matter. You don't. I don't. Not many of us actually matter to what's going on in the world. And if somebody's treating you a way that you don't like to be treated, Look at how you treated that person or look how you're treating that person. Or maybe you just sit down and you have a conversation with that individual and say, hey, man, did I do something to you? Did I do something to you to make you want to treat me this way? Because I see you smiling in my face, dapping me up. But then my old lady told me you in her, in her DMs. 
How you supposed to be my partner? You and my ladies DMs. I'm just saying. Oh, dang, bro. I did holler at your girl about four or five years ago, didn't I? Come on. But look, I'm just using this because, hey, bro, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just tired of people complaining about stuff that don't really matter. So what if people don't like you? Rock with the people who do. You ain't got to be around all that hate and negativity. And if you choose to be around that, that's the path that you chose. But it's not because you from name that city. No, it's because of you. People just don't rock with you. And that's okay. All right, man. I got a Karen story for y'all. Ran into a Karen uh, about a week ago, downtown Cartersville. Let me see if I can get Todd on the phone and see if I can get him to tell the story. He don't even know I'm calling. He has no idea I'm calling him, but I, I, I hope hopefully he'll, he'll answer the phone so uh, he can tell his perspective on the story. But knowing him, he out doing. What happened if I needed something for my friend and he's not answering the phone? Anyway, so last weekend I'm out with uh, my good friend Todd Dean, and we go grab a drink. Uh, at a spot downtown Cartersville. Now, the cool thing about downtown Cartersville is that you can uh, take your drinks from spot to spot if you get like this certain cup. So we start off, we get these slushies. Yes, I got a soft-ass slushie. It was sweet. It was good as hell. It was like peach and vodka. Peach vodka. And so we're sitting at the spot. A group of ladies come in, and there's not enough seats for them because... Todd and I, like, we split the bar. I'm on one side. He's on the other side. We're sitting at the corner. They come in. I'm like, hey, uh, y'all want me to move so y'all can all fit right here? You know, no big deal. No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just grab a chair. And I'm like, all right, cool. Grab a chair. And um, then they sit down, and we get to talking. You know, it's just normal bar talk. And me and a, the mother of uh, two of the ladies there, we get to talking, and uh, we f- we get a little bandwidth going. We find a little common ground that we can talk about, so we just are chopping it up, talking about life, love, California, pursuit of happiness, Georgia, uh, her daughter finding a wedding dress, all this crazy stuff, you know, just having a good good time at the bar. And she's like 60, and I'm like 30. And I'm not single, so I'm not, I'm not here for that. Maybe no. Baby, no. So, anyways, uh, I go to the bathroom. I come back, and the da- one of the daughters is sitting where the mother was sitting at next to me. And I'm like, okay. So my antennas already go up. I'm like, okay, some funny stuff going on, but let's figure out what what, what, what we got going on. Then I I I uh, get a phone call from one of my partners. I'm on the phone with him talking, and old girl's in my face like this. She just was staring. And I'm like, dang, why is Karen staring? And so then I look over at her once I get off the phone. I'm like, hey, ma'am, is there a problem? No, I don't think, no. I'm like, okay. I was like, was I talking too loud on the phone? Because I know I talk loud sometimes. And, you know, I just didn't want to be disrespectful or nothing. She goes, no. Like, All right, whatever. But then she just keeps staring at me. And I'm in my head like, what is this such and such looking at? I mean, just all in my dang mouth. So then she goes, 
No, that was my mom right there. I go, yeah, I know. She told me. She said, y'all went dress shopping today. You found the dress. She looked at it. You know, you tried it on. She started crying and you didn't even think that was the dress. But then once you saw how your mama responded, you was like, that's the dress. I got to get it. I'm like, congratulations. She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. In my head, like. Hold up, you baby. Hold up, you baby. What's your problem? And then my partner, my partner, Dan, he looks, he looks at it. Says, hey, she's like, oh, yeah, you getting married? So you getting married to? His name is Matt. Oh, okay, who? Matt, who? Matt. That's all you need to know. And at this point, I done signed my bill. I'm getting ready to get up out of there. And she goes, I think y'all need to leave. I was like, who need to leave? I'm already standing up, walking out the door, and I'm I stop. And then go, Lee, I think we're gonna have another one. Uh, Miss Bartender, can we get two waters over here? I, I, we just, we don't want to leave you. So then we sitting there and she mugging, right? She just all in our face. And I'm just like, girl, what is wrong with you? What makes you think you can kick somebody out of an establishment that's not yours? And then finally they get their food. The food comes out. They pack theirs up and they leave. Her sister comes and apologizes, like, hey, I'm sorry, she's drunk. I'm like, nah, bro, she's not drunk, she's racist, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not bothered by, it. I mean, I'm bothered a little bit. But you don't have to come apologize for her, like, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, end of the day, she did what she did. If you feel the same way she does, at least you have the coup not to show it, because I didn't do nothing crazy. Yeah, my mom, you know, she gets drunk and she just likes to flirt a little bit, and my sister just doesn't like it. I'm like, oh, yeah, she can flirt, flirt, flirt along, but that don't mean nothing to me because I'm not interested like that. So I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to sit here and have a conversation, but you ain't got to worry about that. Ain't nobody going to be pulling up in your mom's DMs or in, in her house, you know. I don't want none of that postman apostle. <laughs> I still got it. Don't want that. Don't want none of that PMP. Don't want none of that PMP. We got to write that down. We got to write that down, PMP. We don't want that PMP. Mm -mm. No, no, no. We want that. Well, we want that PRMP, that pre-menopausal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You understand that? So anyways, they leave out and the friends are just all a friend sister. Oh, we are so sorry. We are so sorry. We are so sorry. And then the, the one who's talking all that crazy was like, y'all better be careful. You better be careful. Careful of what? What you gonna do? I ain't broke no law. I ain't talk crazy to you. And I'm sitting here like, boy, she lucky she didn't catch me in 08. Hell, she lucky she didn't catch me in 2012. Because back in 2012, I was raising hell. And, boy, she would have been talking to me like that. Oh, man, boy, we, we would have got kicked out. Could have ended up on Xena unless we made a run for it. Because I tell you what, it wouldn't have been no shutting me up. Nah, but I thank God for growth. I thank God for maturity. I thank God for life, love, and the pursuit of happiness because through all of these experiences, I've grown as a person. I've learned to like let people be where they be. And I'm not changing your mind. You ain't changing my mind. But you got to have a, some hellified audacity. You got to have some crazy audacity to think you can kick somebody out of an establishment that you are a patron of. You came here and paying your money just like I'm paying my money. You can't tell me to leave. That That's what our culture has, has turned into, right? I don't like what you're doing. You need to go. No, you need to live with it. Get over it. 
but you can go. I ain't got to go nowhere. I'm going to be here a long time. So I don't understand what your problem is. And if you got a problem, again, I ain't talking to you. Crazy. You can get the hell on. But, you know, it, it, the audacity that that she has is an audacity that is shared by many, many people. And I, I, I just think about it. I go, man, don't be racist. Because so many people are tired of hearing about the racial conversation, conversations on race, uh, social justice, all of that. I get it. You're tired of it. Well, here's how you end the conversation. You don't be a racist. You're tired about hearing about the LGBTQI plus community. Don't be a homophobe or LGBTQI plus phobe, like whatever. You know what I mean? You're tired of, uh, of hearing about the feminist conversation. You're tired about hearing about women being mistreated. Stop mistreating women. Stop being a piece of shit. You know, if you if you get to the point to where you stop being what you're tired of hearing, the conversation will go away. Because the conversation only exists because the people who are being mistreated are tired of being mistreated. Now, you want to sit here and be, I'm tired of being lectured. I'm tired of all these classes on race and inclusion and all that stuff. I just want to get on with my life. Well, shit, man, me too. I'm tired of being uh, disenfranchised. I want to be included. You tired of a conversation. And I'm tired of my life. And I ain't suicidal. what I'm saying I'm tired of living like this I shouldn't have to live like this but you are just tired of hearing about how I'm living I'll tell you what boy that audacity that's audacity man and it takes me to to uh uh, I was listening to Bill Maher last week and he was talking about you know the the progressives the left side they talk way too much about race and and all of that don't get me wrong I, I do think there is a conversation um of people There's a conversation that people are trying to have and they're having it the wrong way. And it usually comes from the liberal side because they want to be so uh, welcoming and so inclusive of all these different uh, people, whether it's their their diversity, uh, their physical diversity, their their cultural diversity, whatever, whatever they identify as. We're the left. We accept all. Yes, you accept all in the box in which you put them in. Right. You don't accept all individually. You accept all as like the way that you see them. Uh, You take the term Latinx. Don't know many Latinos who use it. My girlfriend's a Latina. She don't identify as Latinx. Neither does any of her family members. But meanwhile, y'all want to tell them, y'all, you're Latinx. No, they're not. They don't want to be that. You can't take people. You, you from outside culture can't come in here and tell somebody what they are. You can't come and tell me, no, nope, you're not black. You're a person of color. Fuck you. I'm, I'm black. My skin is black. Anyways, but don't be racist. If you don't want to hear t- conversations about race, just don't be racist, man. Bill Maher was upset that in the new uh, show Bel Air, that it took it's a spinoff of a once funny show that you know lightly tackled issues, 
And to now, it's a serious show that's pushing a, a racial agenda. Do I think that's true? Yes. But do I think it's okay? Yes. Because our shows reflect our society. If you take the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air versus Bel-Air, that was a time where, you know, we were more blind to some of the more subtle racism that we were dealing with. We were not as woke. <laughs> and I don't mean woke in this new way, but we're just not as, as in touch with some of the issues that were actually affecting us. I, I feel like back in the 90s, you were still chasing uh, whiteness, I mean, rightness, instead of choosing the best path for you. You know, the idea was you go to school, you get a good education, and that's how you that's how you make it in life. Not that you can just step out here and be uh, an influencer. You can be a podcaster. You know, we're not we weren't promoting athleticism and, and 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 entertainment stuff. You know, in all of our homes, those are careers that were looked down upon. And not to say that we're still pushing those same careers, but there's a different approach to looking at them. It's like, oh, I mean, this is real, something that you can do, and you're still respected for it. But you got to have some audacity as a white man to try to tell somebody. Hey, man, you're going to redo this show. I'm going to have nothing to do with it, and I don't like how you're doing it. Well, don't watch it. Either. Just don't watch it. Don't watch it because it's somebody who grew up watching Fresh Prince and is now grown and is watching Bel Air. I really like Bel Air. I think it's a really good show. Honestly, I think it's way more realistic than Fresh Prince because no way in hell does somebody go across the country because they got into a fight. But then you see how they painted the picture of what Will did. No, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yes, the powerful rich uncle pulls some strings, and then we get him up out of here, but we got to put him in Philly. So, I mean, we got to put him in L.A. So, you know, he's safe. He's really safe. But again, if you're tired of hearing about the racial stuff, then don't listen. Then you have the instances where Uncle Phil is running a, a, his DA campaign, and he's He's trying to be moderate. His people are telling him, telling him to be moderate, but then they're like, hey, like the polls are showing he's not reaching black people because so often, you know, the black people that get to be heard are the ones with the money and the status, but those with the money and the status, they're so far removed from the people uh, living the, the true black experience, you know, the, 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 the blue collar black experience that they, they, they are living their own life, right? They're living their own reality and they're speaking about, you know, theories and stuff, but they're not thinking about, not speaking lived experience, current lived experience. So finally, Uncle Phil takes the approach. He goes, I'm not, yeah, no, bro, like, hold on. I'm going to do some stuff. I'm going to meet with the people. Oh, I'm going to say some stuff that's going to um, upset some people. Hey, police chief, I know you're my guy. Our kids grew up together. Our, our, our wives, you know, RP to yours. She, she and my wife are sorority sisters, but nah, bro. I stand on defund the police because why? Y'all got too much money and y'all can use that money. We could use that money elsewhere. And for you all, defund the police does not mean take actual, like, like actually totally defund them. It just means rearrange funds, uh, redistribute funds because there's a lot of money that goes to policing and certain things that may not be necessary for policing. That, that's all defund the police means, but 
you know, they say defund the police. So it sounds super, super extreme and it's not nearly as extreme, but that's a true black struggle. Doing what is palatable and acceptable through the eyes of the white people that you rock with, that you're cool with, and then doing what you know is 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 at your core. You, you know, code switching. Code switching is hard, man, because the hard part about code switching is sometimes you turn you you don't code switch properly. And you are in work code, you're in work mode, and you don't need to be there. You need to be in, hey, nah, bro, I'm a real nigga. And there's other ways to describe that, but my listeners, y'all know what I mean. Yeah, nah, I'm here. I'm him. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, we ain't doing that. Mm -mm. Nah, bro, that ain't cool. That joke wasn't funny. Mm -mm. Yeah, nah, we cool, but we ain't that cool. Sometimes you, you got to be able to do that. And if you code switch too much, sometimes you get, you just get your codes mixed up. You get your codes mixed up and then, you know, people start to believe that certain behaviors be, is acceptable because you never stopped it. And I'm not blaming you for it. I'm just saying it happens. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. It's okay. We just got to get better at it. Because it would be nice to live in a world without, where we don't have to code switch. And I think we're moving towards that because so often we're seeing people not code switch to go back to Bel Air. Hillary was told to tone down her blackness, to tone down her seasons, to tone down her wardrobe so that this one uh, restaurant would take her in. And she's like, nah, I'm good. I'm me. She was looking at them like, hold up, you baby. Hold up, you baby. Nah, if you want me, you got to get all of this because you know what I mean? We, we big baby. And so I love that. I love that because you look at the generation before us, they, yeah, they code switch. And a lot of us have learned, been taught to code switch, but sometimes we have to unlearn the behaviors that were taught, that was taught to us by our parents. I'm learning to unlearn some of the behaviors that was taught to me by my parents. Why? Because it's a new world. I'm unapologetically black. I ain't got to be white acting just to fit in. I ain't got to be white acting just to get what I want. No, bro, I'm, I'm black. My skin is black. I need to actually make that up. I need to make a little thing for that one. Because my skin is black. And I can't hide it. So why would I hide the way that I act? Come on, man. They see your skin is black. You can't hide the way you act. You can't hide the way you feel. If that's how you truly feel, just feel it. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? But anyways, man, let's let's keep going, man. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. What are you hiding for? What are you hiding for, man? There's just been this 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 out outpour of of attack on blackness in schools that I'm seeing. We got book bans. Like I saw somewhere that a, a parent didn't want Michelle Obama's book in her child's school. What? You don't want the book in your child's school? Why not? Who is it bothering? If you don't want your child to read the book, parent, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Parent, don't let your child read it. Tell the child, hey, I don't want you to read this book. I don't think you're ready to read it yet. When you get older, maybe you can read it. You just feed them that BS just so they don't read it. Or you tell the teacher, hey, 
uh, look, I don't, I'm not comfortable with my child reading this book because I'm a racist bigot and I don't want my child reading none of this stuff. So, uh, can you make sure that my child does not check out this book? And if she does or he does, whoever, whatever the hell the kid is, you uh, make him return it immediately. Problem solved. But pulling the book from the school, what the hell does that do? It's online. It's on Amazon. It's on iBooks. I'm pretty sure your child can download it if they want to, if, if he or she wants to get to it. But no, you want to restrict information, right? You want to, you want to censor information. Why? What are we hiding? What are you hiding for? School choice. On the surface, school choice is a great idea. You know what? I don't like the school that I'm district to. I would like to move my child to a better school. Amazing. But if everybody moves their kid to the best to the better school, then the, the bad school doesn't exist. And the good school, which was once good, gets overpopulated. Or those who can afford to move their kid to a better school because they can take them to school outside of their district. They can do it. But those who probably need to put their kid in a better school because they need, a, 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 you know, better teachers, a, a, a better resources. They're stuck at the shitty school. And in some cases, in the school choice, the, the, the funding, your tax dollars that was once going to the school that your kid's supposed to go to, it's not going to that school that they're actually going to. So what we're doing is we're robbing the, we're robbing the poor and giving more to the rich. That's all we're doing is we're taking from the have nots and giving it to the have. We're just continuing the process that we are seeing uh, in today's climate. That's all. And, and and you can blame it on what, whatever you want it. But the fact of the matter is, if a te- if a parent doesn't like what a teacher is teaching in the classroom, then the parent doesn't want the, the, the student there. That's dumb. That's stupid. Learning is supposed to be difficult. Learning is supposed to be hard. Learning is supposed to be exposure to new information that makes you uncomfortable at times. Part of learning is being uncomfortable. If you can't, if you think you're going to be comfortable at all times when you're learning, you haven't learned a damn thing in your life. Some of the hardest lessons are learned through pain, are learned through loss, are learned through suffering. Not, oh, let me just helicopter parent over. And and all we're going to do is we're going to teach the lessons that we want our, our kids to learn. In Tennessee, they're talking about uh, you can't have racial conversations that make uh, white kids feel uh, uh, uncomfortable, feel like they are racist, feel like they're responsible for the actions of their forefathers. Well, shit. I'm not saying we got to make them feel responsible, but damn it, I'm living the reality of my forefathers. I'm a product of their environment. You ever think about how this shit makes me feel? When we're talking about slavery and there's one black person in the classroom and then everybody looks at me? Or, or if you're reading a book or you're reading some piece of literature, right? And they got the N-word in it because that's how it was written. And you're reading it aloud. And then as soon as you get into that line, everybody's like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Oh, let me look at the nigga. And they just start staring at you. It's like, what, bro? Yeah, bro. Yeah. 
Negger. Yeah, that's 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 the word that's in the book. It's negger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they spoke back then. I mean, that's how you speak at home, but that's how they openly spoke back then, right? I don't think all white people use the N-word at home, by the way. I'm look. We falling, big baby. Just talking a little bit of shit. But how does that make me feel? You know, the conversation about critical race theory, the way critical race theory is being demonized in education, for one, critical race theory is not being directly taught at lower levels. It's it's graduate level study, okay? But the idea that critical race theory is anti-American, is anti-history, is anti-whatever the hell y'all want to call it is bullshit. Like, let's be honest. Critical race theory, all it is is saying that, hey, we have we have implicit and explicit biases and those biases go into our decision making process. That's it. That's all. That's all it is. So to say that. Something that was written in 1745, right, uh, may have a a, a, a Western pro-white bias to it, pro-male bias to it, pro-straight white male bias to it. That's not crazy. That's reality. Just like if I write something, there's probably going to be a, 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 a pro-black bias to it, right, because of my lived experience, because of what I've gone through, because I had to... Had to deal with Karens and shit. Because that's my lived experience. We can be as objective as we try to be, but you know what? Nobody's 100% objective. You can't be. If it's not a math problem, it's subjective. You and I can watch the same exact event happen and tell a different story. Fox News and CNN do it every single day. We fallin', big baby. You understand that? We can have the same, uh, the same facts, but we're looking at it from a different vantage point, and we're going to tell a different story. Like I said, Fox News and CNN do it every single day. We fallin', big baby. Now think about this, right? Let's let's tell a story of a war. Let the winner tell the story. Let the loser tell the story. And let the outside party tell that same story. Do we have one story or three different stories with some similarities? I bet we have three different stories with some similarities. Why? Because each person comes with a different vantage point. That's all critical race theory is. And if you're trying to hide that from your students, if you're trying to hide that from school, guess what, man? You're trying to hide the racism that has existed in this country. You're trying to hide the racism that currently exists in this country. You're trying to hide the racism that exists in your heart. Stand on it. If you're racist, be a racist. It's okay. It's not okay, but like, I'd rather you tell me a racist. You know what I mean? They're not. I'd rather get punched in my face than stabbed in my back. Let me know you hate me. Oh, man. But what you hiding for, man? Stop hiding. Just come on outside. Let us know who you are. So you can be who you be. But, man, the government's getting too big. The government is getting too big. And, you know, it's interesting how 
you have these shifts in ideology within the parties that happen throughout time is cyclical. You know, those who say, well, the Republicans freed the slaves. Yeah, they did. And then the party just totally turned around. Then at one point, the, the Democrats were the party of big government. Do this, do that. Oh, yeah, put your mask on. No, yeah, you can't go there. Can't go that. Can't travel. Well, well, okay. Now we're seeing Republican states expanding the powers of government, both in Florida and Tennessee. In Florida, man, uh, the Governor Greg Abbott, uh, he, he, he's, you know, he's promoting uh, conducting prompt and thorough investigation of trans and gender expansive youth who've received gender affirming care and citing that as possible child abuse. And my question is, is that child abuse or is the true child abuse not allowing the child to explore? Hell, I don't know. I really don't know the answer. But I'm not sure if it's for the government to decide how people should raise their kids. Okay? I I don't know if it's the government's choice on whether or not a child gets to be trans or not. I think that is a slippery slope. You know, we talk about slippery slopes around here. But I think that's a slippery slope that that doesn't fare well for any parties involved. You know, I, I, I think that that should be an in-house conversation. Now, don't get me wrong. I have my own personal feelings. Um, I, 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 I have the let's let's wait and and figure out what we're doing here before we take action. That's me personally. But I, I, I'm not a fan of being told what I should do. I don't want the government telling me what to do when it comes to raising my child. So in that, I came across a very interesting post that was speaking towards this. If I can find it here. Let's see. Here we go. And it's talking about uh, pronouns and not getting to use your own pronouns. However you want. I mean, I could sit here and say that I feel like a tomato plant, but that doesn't mean that I actually in those things. So you're... Your self-perception, you can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade, this theatrical production. You don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own, your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter, whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. Makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. I think it's, it's delusion. It could be a mental illness. It could be a, it's, it's a lot of different things. With, with children, wow. you know, there, there's also just a basic confusion that all kids have. When a four-year-old boy comes to you and says, oh, I'm a girl, here's a good follow-up question. What is a girl? Mm-hmm. That's a question I would like to throw out to you know, other members of the panel, actually, because just like the four-year-old can't answer what is a girl. Well, this is one of the problems with this left-wing gender ideology is that no one who espouses it can even tell you what these words mean. Like, what is a woman? Well, can you tell me what a woman is? No, I can't. What do you define a woman as? An adult human female. You know, here's the thing. When you're, when you're female, it goes right down to your bones, your DNA. So that's why if someone dies, okay. we could dig up their bones 100 years from now. We have no idea what they believed in their head, but we can tell what sex they were because it's, in, it's, down in, it's, it's ingrained in every fiber of their being. I have answered the question. 
You stood up here and said trans women are women. Yes. Tell me what you mean. What is a woman? Womanhood is something that, just as Ethan explained, I cannot define because I am not but myself. you used the word. So what did you mean when you said trans women are women if you don't know what it means? Right. So here's the thing. So I do not define what a woman is because I do not identify as a woman. Womanhood is something that is an umbrella term. It includes people that who... That describes what? People who identify as a woman. I identify as what? As a woman. What is that? Was to each their own. But listen, you won't listen, even tell me what the word reduce, means, though. So you that's You want to reduce problem. women, you want to reduce men, down to maybe just their genetics, our genitals, no. our chromosomes, right? That's what you're what saying. You is is that, a, that's what, what, you, what you want to do is appropriate women. You want to appropriate womanhood okay. and turn it into basically a costume that could be worn. All right, so I came across that today, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna stay over here with with this on on this government getting too big, right? Because here's here's the thing. Let me open this up. I don't care what you identify as. I don't care what you do with your body. I don't. Because here's I'm gonna wake up. Excuse me, I'm gonna go to bed tonight. I'm gonna wake up in the morning, and none of it's gonna matter to me personally. All right. But I think uh, uh, the the speaker, he had a great point of, especially when it came to appropriating womanhood and like putting it on like it's a costume, that, that's not what it is. And, and, and for me personally, I think words matter. Not I think words matter. Words matter. Okay. It, it's like when somebody goes, I don't identify as he or she identifies as they. Well, no, you can't be they unless you're two people. They is a group of people. They ain't one person. Words matter. That's why words have definitions. You know, that's why that's why we have a dictionary. So when somebody says this word, I don't know what it means. I can go look it up so that everybody who you, speaks this language will understand that this word means this when it's used. So when we talk about this, 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 the trans community, I'm not against. Anybody being a trans, that's their business. It's not mine. Now, I'm I'm taken. But I'd say if you are a trans woman, you might want to tell a man that you're interested in that you are a trans woman because that man may not be into trans women. Oh, that's transphobic. That's homophobic. Or it's a preference. Having a preference doesn't mean that one is better or worse holistically. It just means I like this more than that. Or I like this and I don't like that. And there's nothing wrong with having a preference. There's nothing wrong with liking something and not liking something else. Guess what? I like squash. I love squash. That's the way, especially the way my mom makes it. I don't like olives. If my mama bought me some olives, I'd say, hey, take them back. I don't need them. You can have them. I don't, I don't want olives. I don't put olives on nothing I eat. I don't like raw cheddar cheese. Don't give me that. But I put some cheese on my burger. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because that's my preference. 
I don't like no habanero nothing. It's too hot. I can't eat it too hot. But I'll take some lemon pepper wings in a minute. Why? Because I have preferences. See, I, and that's the crazy thing that that the society we're living in. I can have a preference on everything else but, but somebody's gender. Second, I have a preference on gender or, or sexuality. I, I am a foe. But no, I'm not a foe. I just have a damn preference. And it's okay to have a preference. So when he's talking about the, what is a woman, look, to me, a woman is somebody who's born with a, vagin with a vagina. Yeah, a vagina. Uh, more slender, uh, smaller bone structure, less dense bone structure, you know? Whatever chromosomes they're supposed to be born with, I don't know the chromosomes, X, Y, X, X, whatever the hell. Natty's not my thing. Breast. Yeah, yeah. That's what I see as a woman. If you were born with a penis, to me, to me, you are a man. Now, if you decide to, 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 to transform, it, to, in my brain, you are a trans woman and a trans man. Now, I will respect you for what you identify as. But if I don't know that's what you identify as and I assume you to be what you were born as, forgive me. I don't hate you. Maybe I'm ignorant. I'm probably ignorant because I don't know you personally. I've not had a conversation with you. I don't know about your journey. I don't know what the hell you got in between your legs. I could just look at your frame and try to deduce what you are because that's what we do. When I walk into a room, people see that I have, you know, uh, small pecs, you know, I don't really got, I ain't got hips and ass and stuff. So they think I'm a man. And guess what? I am. So forgive me for, you know, looking at your anatomy and assuming what you are. But you can't get mad at somebody for feeling that way. No, 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 uh-uh. No, we can't do that. Because here's the thing. There's a conversation that, that can happen after that. Okay, somebody assumes wrong, you, you, you learn them. You give them some straightening. And now they're a better human being because of it. That's the beauty of this, right? These conversations, if we have a conversation, we can learn. But so many of us don't want to learn. We just want to censor and silence those who think differently from us. Hell, I was scared to touch this topic low-key because I'm like, oh, my God, I might say something that the trans don't like. Well, look, man, look, sorry, bro. I'm not against you being a trans. I'm just saying you're trans. Like, we got the girl who's, like, killing in college swimming. Wasn't worth a damn until uh, 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 he changed to she and had, you know, started transition. Now it's like the best swimmer in the country. Why? I don't know. Men have athletic advantages over women. A la the stuff we see in the NBA. Look at track. You see the different times. Yeah, that's okay. It doesn't mean women are lesser species. It just means that, hey, they don't do this as well as men. And there are things that women do much better than men, and especially when it comes to nurturing a child and taking care of, oh, my God. And don't say I'm putting you in the kitchen. Don't say I'm putting you in the house. I'm just saying there, are, those are things that uh, women do much better than men. Y'all mature faster than we do. Yeah, 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 we can tell. It happens. So I, I just think that, hey, you identify as who you want to identify as, and I'm not here to stop you. I could care less who you identify as, who you identify as or what you identify as. But I need you to be patient with me as I figure out what it is that you are and who you are. Because if I don't immediately know, 
don't knock me for not knowing. It's not because I'm afraid. It's not because I'm hating. Uh, it's just because I don't know. Sometimes we don't know. And if somebody disagrees with the way you go about living your life, they're entitled to do that. Just like you can disagree how I live my life. It's okay. I don't think you hate me. We just have a fundamental disagreement on something. We falling, big but let's go to the ground. Let's go to the ground because, man, I, I've, I've been going longer than I planned on going, but we definitely got to go to the ground for you can uh, feel however you, uh, you know. We got to go to the gram to talk a little bit of stuff. And now here's the thing about going to the gram. This is a, a, a part of the show where we talk about different topics, but we're not going to hit them like super hard. Right. We're going to just kind of breeze through. them. So Nicki Minaj is nonsense. Let me find it. Let me see if I can find Nicki Minaj's nonsense. No, and I haven't got to Ukraine yet either. Boy. Where the hell is this post? I'm sorry, but I got this dead air. I have all my posts saved in here, but. Dang, it's going this deep. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. Dear men, women don't dress for you, do makeup for you, do their hair for you, just like most of y'all only F for you and not the woman's pleasure. This is all for us to send about you. Now go. Thanks for coming. Shut up. Shut the hell up. Nope. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Like I read that and I was just like... You just try to make yourself feel better right now. Guess what? To some degree, we all do what we do for somebody else, okay? Now, I don't think women do everything for the pleasure of men, for the uh, eye of men. Just like I don't think everything men do for is for women. But I tell you what, man, uh, damn near every argument I've had with a man was over money money or a woman. Damn near all of them. That's usually what what, what we care about. And and attracting the 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 fair sex, the one that we're attracted to, you know, that that's what we do a lot of things for. You know, we put this shit on. Just shit, they gonna be they gonna be seeing me. They gonna be flocking. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a thing. Now I I believe that we all sometimes do things for ourselves, but to be totally dismissive of doing it for uh, attraction is crazy. I didn't get this BBL for no man. I got it for me. Okay. Well, I guess you what you don't love yourself because you're not validated by men. So you were doing something to validate yourself. Okay. You can do something to, yeah. Oh, you're validated by men now. Okay. Bet you love yourself. Oh my God. You did it for a guy. Here I come on being toxic masculinity with Jesus Christ. Uh, or just like a lot of men just uh, fuck for, for, for their pleasure, not yours. Oh, that's a you problem, baby. You are messing around with the wrong man because, <laughs> oh, if you was my girl, I'm going to do it for you first, baby. Like, that's, I mean, shit. If you aren't getting yours and I'm done got mine, I'm over here sleeping. You over there. Dang, bro. That hurts my ego. I didn't get you right. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. So, Nikki, I hear you, baby, but no, I don't. Anyways, Meg and Tori continue. So, Big Act, (laughs) 
DJ Academics posts some stuff about the Meg and Tory trial because they uh, did have a court date this week. And, uh, you know, it, it, it picked back up. And I'm not going to get into the details of that because there's nothing to talk about right now. We, we don't know. And you don't know. And you don't know. He don't know. And she don't know. And Meg don't know because Meg was drunk as hell and she had a back turn, you know. So what? all I'm saying to you all is, all this is doing is pitting men versus women, specifically black men versus black women, because for the most part, people aren't being real about this. They've picked a side and they're standing on it. You got the women who are like, respect black women, protect black women at all costs. Yes, at all times. Yeah, no, I don't protect you and you don't need to be protected. Now, if you deserve to be protected, I'm all for your protection. But if you're making up shit, I can't protect that. Won't protect that. Can't do it. I'm too real. But anyways, then you got the Tory side like, oh, no, she just set them up. You know what I'm saying? It's just another bit of bit. You know, I don't know that. I wasn't there. So I don't have a strong opinion on what's happened. Now, I look at the evidence and I go, oh, well, one side's doing a lot of talking, trying to ca capture public opinion, which I don't understand what winning in the court of public opinion does for you if you don't win in court. I would just focus on court and not the court of public opinion, but that's not me. And then if you're Tory, you're sitting there like, I'm getting killed in the court of public opinion, but here's some of the stuff that's true that I can't talk about because of a gag order. I don't know. But what I do know is y'all don't know either. And y'all should act like that. And don't allow these people that we don't know to drive a wedge in between us because that's all it is, is divide and conquer. Let us get upset about Meg and Tori when we don't even know what the hell is going on. We really don't. But you know what? We're going to keep this in. Let's go to the gram. Ukraine. What's going on in Ukraine is insane in the membrane. I don't know much. Here's what I do know. 91. The Soviet Union dissolved. During the Bush years, Russia, you know, they stepped out there and they went and got George, I do believe. During the Obama years, they stepped out there, grabbed another country I can't think of off the top of my head, and they went and invaded Ukraine. During the Trump years, they were quiet, and now in the Biden years, they back at it. So the thing that I do know is I don't know. And I'm more than comfortable not knowing because I haven't taken the time to understand and research it. And because I haven't taken the time to understand and research it, I'm going to sit here and shut the hell up and not have a public opinion on it. Hey, you who don't know anything about the Soviet Union, who doesn't know anything about Russia, who doesn't know how doesn't know anything about international relations or foreign affairs, shut up. Just shut up. Ja Rule, we don't care what you have to say. I promise you we don't. Gonna. We don't care that you pushing peace. We don't. Josh said war is not the answer. 
And Dave Chappelle. I remember right around September 11th, uh, Ja Rule was on MTV. That's what they said. They said, we got Ja Rule on the phone. Let's see what Ja's thoughts are on this tragedy. Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this, nigga? This is ridiculous. I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. I want some answers that Ja Rule might not have right now. I think when bad shit happens to me, I'll be in the crib like, oh my God, this is terrible. Could somebody please find Ja Rule, get hold of this motherfucker so I can make sense of all this. Bruh, and that's really what I'm sitting here thinking like, oh man, we got some stuff going on in Eastern Europe. Ja gonna Facebook timeline, shade room. Feed me the facts. I need to know. What could the shade room be thinking at a time like this? You know, the same, the same blog that was covering Meg and Tori and DJ Academics to a T. We do not support, disclaimer, we do not support bullying. Blah, blah, blah. We're just going to repost this for the clicks in the cloud, but we don't support it. Now you want to tell me about Ukraine. Boy, y'all motherfuckers insane. <laughs> Sorry, Pops. I didn't mean to cuss like that, but. They is insane. The shade room is talking about Ukraine. That's insane. Hey, man, y'all just shut up, man. Talk, you don't know what you're talking about. But here's, I'll tell you what. Further shows me people don't know what they're talking about. Come across this post. I end up having a conversation with somebody about it, which I won't disclose that conversation because that's my guy. I, I rock with him, and I think we, I don't know if we got anything from it, Hill. Don't even fucking matter, for being honest. This is what happens when you vote based on emotions instead of policy. In quotes, I just don't like him. Newsflash, you don't have to like him. You're not going out for a beer. You're choosing a steward of policies that you believe will protect your interest and the interest of your nation. We've lost our way, and now we're paying the price for our lack of attentiveness to what really matters. Bruh. Bruh. Bruh, shut up. There's been instability in Eastern Europe for a long time. There, Putin has been Putining since he's been Putining. You know what I mean? Like, I need y'all to understand it. Lord have mercy. Um, that the this idea that you have about what's going on over there because it's new to you, it's not new to them. It's not new to uh, to it's not new. It's just new to you because you're now paying attention to it because this is what's being put in your face. Like, guess what? This ain't the only country that's got invaded by another country, right? But you only care about this. Why? Because you've been made to care about it by by the mainstream media. And I'm not knocking the mainstream media for covering this because they're supposed to cover it. But there are other things that are other countries getting invaded that you don't care about. You know, uh, we could talk about all the crazy shit that's happened on the African continent over the last 20 years that nobody's talked about. Nobody's covered. Why? Because it's not of national interest. It's not of white interest. So, you know what I mean? It's not natural interest, human natural interest, you know? So we don't talk about it. Instead, you know, y'all want to prayers for Ukraine, prayers for Ukraine. And now y'all mad because they ain't letting the African Africans who live in Ukraine uh, evacuate. Oh, y'all, y'all just, <laughs> <laughs> y'all really thought that niggas only get mistreated in America y'all didn't think that it's the same shit going on over there 
And I'm not saying thoughts and prayers from you for Ukraine don't shouldn't exist because yeah, I don't want I don't want to see people die. I don't want to see people go to war. But at the same time, man, it, it's it's t- it's ten fifteen. I'm gonna get in my bed tonight. And I'm gonna wake up in the morning. And there's not much that I can do that can change what's happening in Ukraine. I don't think there's anything I can do that can change what's happening. But I've accepted that I can't change everything. I've accepted that I don't matter as much in the world as people may lead me to believe. I accept that, you know, just the thoughts of being an American doesn't matter to everybody else because they don't give a shit. They don't even really know what's going on over here. They just consume the propaganda that they receive from their country's, uh, from their country's outlets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. So I just accept that and go, you know, uh, this is what it is. And for those of you who think because of the presidential selection, that's why we got here, maybe. But give me the factual evidence that that, that is what it is. Because if you look back over the last four administrations, three of them, Russia has done what they did. Oh, yeah, they invaded Crimea under the Obama administration. There we go. I knew it would come back to me. Yes, that's a thing, man. They took Crimea. Yes, Putin is Putin. Putin is scooting. So let's not act like this is his first time ever doing anything. And if you, if you think that, hey, uh, your voter, the reason why you vote for somebody, your criteria for voting for a candidate is better than somebody else's, good for you. But we all choose candidates for our own reasons. And that's the beauty of democracy. You get to pick who you want to be, who you want in office, based on whatever reason you want to put them in office. It's up to you. It ain't up to nobody else. So when people are trying to say, oh, well, you shouldn't have voted with your heart. You should have voted with your head. Oh, you can kiss my ass. I voted with my, I voted with my pockets. Or I voted with my heart. Because guess what? I usually vote with my heart, not my pockets. Sorry. We all have our reasons, and if you really think that your vote was that damn important, it ain't. It's not. And if you think that this is a, uh, if you don't understand that this is what democracy is, we get to put people in office, and guess what? If we don't like them, we don't vote for them the next time. It's trial and error. It's never going to be perfect. There's no perfect system because the second you get told that you have a perfect system, that means you lose your ability to choose. And once you lose your ability to choose, are you going to be able, are you going to be willing, are you going to want to accept the the choice that are given, the choices that are given to you? I don't know. You tell me. Last thing, man, before we get up out of here, black churches. Grew up in a black church. Love the black church. It's the only church I've ever consistently attended in my life. But black church. We pray a lot, boy. We are some praying people. Lord have mercy. It'd be some good prayers. You got to pray before they preach. Once a preacher get up there, he pre- he prays. Before he preaches, he preaches. He prays after he preaches. Then sometimes they do altar call. Then they uh, open the door to the church, and then he prayed in, and then he uh, does the benediction. That's like eight prayers right there. Not to mention your devotion prayer. You're, you're praying over the tithes and offerings. Um, I think that's the only other prayer. Yeah. You pray about eight, ten times every service. I know God is on time. God, yes, he is. But 
lot of prayers you got to answer. Anyways, that's a joke. But I'm serious. It's, it is a lot of praying. Like, I don't know if that's necessary. But here, here's my issue with the black church, man. We got to stop selling hope and start selling action. You know, I, I keep hearing, you know, that it, 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 in his own time, in his way. Yeah, I know. don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when it will be done. By faith, I know I'll be delivered. Yes, but here's the thing, though. Part of my faith, I got to believe in my actions. I got to believe that he gives me strength. He gives me guidance. He gives me direction to, to carry out his plan. And if I'm sitting back all the time, wait, well, God can do it. Yeah, God can do it, and God will do it, but I think God gives us the, the strength to do it ourselves through him. You know, I, I just think so much we sell this idea of hope. Life's going to be better. You know what? You live in this rough life here in America, but when you get to heaven, it's going to be heaven. <coughs> well, why do I got to live in hell to get to heaven? Because hell, it's a bunch of people living in heaven right now. Can I get there? Can we sell positivity on earth? Can we try to get to a place where, well, 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 ooh, I'm doing my preacher stutter. Where we are maintaining our faith in God, where we're maintaining the, 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 the hope, the faith, keeping the faith, but we're pushing action. If God can push peace and push peace over there in, in, in Ukraine, I think that the church can push can push uh, action. I think that we can empower our people to go out and try to, you know, correct the, the issues that they have. Yes, you give it to the Lord in prayer, but you take actions. Just don't if you as if you was an addict, right? You don't just take your addiction to the Lord in prayer. No, you got to take your addiction to the Lord in prayer. Then you got to take your ass to the to, to rehab. Yes, sir. Yes, you got to do that. If you are, if you are not healthy, right? If you are sick, you take your you take it to the Lord in prayer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Then you take your ass to the doctor to get healed from the doctor because you got to have faith that God empowered that doctor to heal you. If your head ain't right, you got to give to the Lord in prayer. But guess what? You might have to go sit down with that psychologist, that psychiatrist, that therapist to help you get your mind right. If you want to get in shape, yeah, you got to give to the Lord in prayer, but you also got to give it to the treadmill and the bench press. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You got to do that. So church, black churches, stop selling this hope without action. Because all it is is doing is leaving your people unfed and leaving them hungry and not filling them up like you're supposed to do. Happy Black History Month. We got our first black female Supreme Court justice nominated. I'll come on here and talk about her once she's confirmed. Big baby out. I said big baby out.